Welcome to 30 Plus One, the podcast, the community and all-round connect for music managers. And because I couldn't get anyone else to do this, here I am, your host, Kadi Campbell. Hello and welcome and thank you if you're a returning listener. Thank you so much for your support. I am beyond grateful, more than words could mention. This is episode three of the podcast, 30 plus one for music managers. And today we are going to talk about artist development plans. These have had reference in previous episodes, but this is going to go into more detail. Essentially, the plan is your roadmap from where you are now to where you want to be. So this episode will be particularly useful for both artists that manage themselves as well as managers. And we'll be looking at setting goals, getting organised, building your network, validating your own work, which will all form part of this artist development plan, your strategy, your roadmap, as I mentioned before. The current situation with the music industry, I would say if we had to put one word to it, it's all about change. I don't think it's seen as much change like many industries because of the developments in technology in recent years as it has over a much longer period of time before. I would say now, more than ever, the independent artist is in a position to build, develop and steer their own careers. It's, it's, a, great, it's a great place to be. There's no dependence on labels now, um, necessarily. There are other options. So you have um, streaming like Spotify, you have distribution like iTunes and Bandcamp. And these are all things that I have mentioned before in previous episodes. In terms of finance, you don't need the big labels behind you anymore necessarily. There are grants, there is funding, there you can take it on yourself and do some crowdfunding depending on your following. In terms of promotion, we have services like MailChimp where you can create emails that look so slick and that incorporate uh, all the kind of analytics and you can do buttons and notifications. You can, even with a basic email, if you just have a mailing list, you in a press of a button, you can send information out to hundreds of thousands of emails all at once without much, too much effort. We've got social media platforms who now incorporate live streaming. So you just almost have the world at your fingertips as well in terms of being able to promote. You've got blogs from mainstream ones to independent ones with huge followings who you can who are accessible they're not that you 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 don't have to be somebody who's in the industry or super connected to access them they're actually really accessible uh, there are you can you know google is the answer to everything but you also have database services like the unsigned guide the point of listing all of this out is essentially that it is all out there and even in things like profile and branding we have easy website design platforms with website templates which you can knock up in half an hour to an hour You have apps that can also facilitate designs and logos. And really, the list goes on. There are so many options on the one hand. And on the other hand, there are so many options. So it's also something which becomes work to navigate and find the best option. But also, there's no filter. So it 
potentially becomes harder to stand out as well. So work, this is where working on your plan comes into play. But let's get on the same page here. It can be done. You just need to be organized. You need a vision, you need a focus, and you need hard work. Let's be clear, this isn't my quote, but uh, the difference between success and failure is essentially picking yourself up and carrying on. This episode will get you started. Consider it a bit of a hit session, so there'll be a lot of content, and the content won't always be going to as much depth as it possibly could. There's always going to be more information out there, but I will definitely do my best to back up missing bits in the show notes and put links there. And where we find relevant to go into more detail, we'll do a separate episode or a blog blog article. Uh, Again, please feedback through the Facebook page once I post that this episode has been posted and you can comment there about where you would like additional information or what you would like future episodes to focus on and I'd really really welcome that so we're going to start starting goal setting goals excuse me setting goals and where to start some of this you will find familiar references from previous episodes but this will certainly go into more detail so the step one or where we start is really taking stock of where we are now in terms of activities and resources. It's not so much a positives or a negatives, it's just an objective view of where we are now. So some of the questions that you might want to ask are things like, what type of music are you making? You might really want to define it in your own terms. So yes, genre, but also other things that you might want to use to define your music as well. Uh, What kind of team do you have? What are your key relationships? What professionals are you working with? Who are your supporters? Um, Who can do things? Who can do parts? You know, maybe you have a friend who took a social media course or something like that. Who's your team? Who do you have around you? Who are you working with? What are your strengths and assets? Again, this is in terms of resources, but also activities. So there might be things that you or members of your team are particularly good at. You might have assets in terms of access to studio time or rehearsal space, or um, you may have a studio set up at home, those kind of things. What are your assets? Uh, What is your fan base like? Who are your supporters? From right at the start, it can start from just friends and family, or and it normally grows from that to other local networks, which could start geographically. And of course, that will dictate what you do and um, ha- it will steer what you do with your plan. So it's important to know as much of this. Remember, you won't know everything at the beginning. And it doesn't make sense to spend ages analysing a really really small piece of data but get what you can and you will start to see things that could be useful so yeah the size their habits etc what social media platforms they use what are your biggest achievements so uh, this is important to list out at this time because it may also be something that you want to build on 
and you may also be able to learn some lessons from about how you achieved those so definitely pull those out right at this point what actions have you taken that ended in the most results and we're going to talk a bit more about how important this is later but really try and give this some thought because this again will steer your action plan if you make money from your music how is it made so do you make money from getting royalties from streaming do you make money from performance do you make money from selling merchandise at gigs just just be aware of where this is coming from and if it's not something you've looked at before you may be surprised to see how the balance is, how you make more money from an area which potentially takes less effort, for example. So, so yes, think about that. What resources do you have access to? This is similar to your strengths and assets questions, but these are just all things to pull out everything. Um, how do fans consume your music? Again, like I said, this comes from the what is your fan base like what have you spent money and time on relating to your career so sometimes people have had logos designed musicians have had logos designed or you've had a website designed or um you've spent money on vinyl etc so just some awareness about uh, where you spent your money and your time as well be really honest and be objective. So, for example, if you have a thousand followers to your fan page on Facebook, but they are not at all engaged, so they're just all people you know, uh, or even acquaintances you know loosely that you've invited and that like your page, you don't post regularly, they're not engaged, you haven't put any new music out in a while, and maybe you only have them on Facebook and you don't have a database. There's a lot of strengths, weaknesses and opportunities in that example. Obviously, you do have a thousand followers. So there is potentially a way, there is always a way to convert them into engaged fans, to collect their email addresses, to turn them in. And by engaged, we mean fans that will buy music and come to gigs. So your strategy might be and your goals might revolve around how you make that conversion for example so uh, are you going to give something away for free give away a track or get a ask them to download it then have their email so that's that's just an example there's no need for structure at this point I love 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 a mind map and I'm a paper and pen girl really at most points so especially at the mind map set um area the thing is there are loads of programs particularly free trial versions where you can do a mind map or a brainstorm digitally if that's if you're more inclined that way but I absolutely love a mind map and there I have heard things about doing so doing the center your question sort of where am I now or where are we now what's the current situation and then having prongs that come out of that that actually lead to post-its that you can kind of group them together and work that way and I think that's really good especially if you're working with a team at this stage which I would definitely encourage and the team is really just everyone who's involved Uh, I've mentioned this before producers you work with so, of course, you as a manager, 
the artists, the, uh, all the members of the band, etc. Maybe some key supporters, depending on the relationship that you have with them. Um, and so, yes, you can use that post-it method for that. But I'm also not adverse to just having a really messy piece of paper that I go through and structure afterwards. So because the second step is grouping your ideas. So you can see how it could be easy if you've used post-it notes instead of just writing it all down on paper. Uh, so after you've completely exhausted all those questions and all questions, they were examples of questions. You may find ones that are more relevant for you or that stem, that spur you to think of more questions when you answer that one. But after you've spent done that spend a short time grouping the responses I promise you you will definitely see some themes and some examples of the themes are things like live performance so things that come under those category of gigging touring um, all the shows you do there will be income from music for sure so uh, as was with one of the questions uh, so that will be merchandise record sales streaming exactly um, all of that fan engagement so this is about gig attendance emails and feedback you receive from fans likes and follows on social media um, this can also overlap with the theme of raising your profile this might be about expanding beyond well this is about expanding beyond your existing following so your existing email list your existing follows and likes the people that already know you but how you get beyond that how you get on showcases bigger platforms um publications etc uh, producing music so actually making the music your core function the key thing the priority because of course what you're producing has to be good and high standard so there'll be a group of things that you pick up about your current situation that fall under this category as well I'll do an example of a mind map that I did with one of my artists in the show note. Under the headings, put bullet points that summarise all the points that you've made when assessing your current situation. So essentially, every point and every poster is assigned to a heading. So if you find overriding themes like, okay, this all goes into... Um, income from music then your title will be income from music and under it you can have a few bullets uh, for each of the points that you've made and once we have a sheet that's like this again I'll do an example so so for example let's say you've ha had the themes that I've picked out you'll have one two three four five themes uh, so five headings, live performance, income from music, fan engagement, raising your profile, producing music. And under each of those themes, you will have a few bullets which summarize the review that came out of the questions that you just did. And we're going to call this sheet, so put that on an A4 sheet, and we're going to call this sheet point A. So next step, where do you want to be? Where do you see your career? And this we're talking here, we're talking ideals. So we're not necessarily worrying about what's realistic just yet. We're talking about dreaming big, how you want things to be ideally with no filter on them. This bit should actually be really fun and quite enjoyable. Um, you can look at other artists that you 
that you aspire to and help with some of these questions as well in terms of creating your ideals. Um, some of the questions that you might want to start with will be things like, what does success in your music career look like to you? What does it mean that you will be doing? What things will you be doing? Will uh, you be working with specific people? Who will you be working with? How will you make your money? Where will you be location-wise? What achievements really matter to you? Um, and what, which of those will you have achieved? Will you have had awards? Will you have had recognition by a particular group? Does this tie in with your personal life that you envisage? Or how does it tie in with your personal life is, is more the question if we're talking about ideals. Um, how much will you work? Maybe you'll just do a bit of writing for four hours in a day. And that will be your ideal, everything. All the rest of the time will just be yours to do as you will. So how much time will you work? What would make you feel fulfilled? Remember that there's a distinction between surviving on your music, so having it be a career that pays and allows you to live your life and, and also do your passion. But also there may be other things that you may need to do to help you feel completely fulfilled and like you're living up to your complete potential. What other areas would you like to branch out into? Often creatives aren't, creatives aren't just limited to one area. You may want to do something else outside of music or linked to music. We see this a lot with uh, American hip-hop stars and rappers. They branch out to all sorts of different things. So as I said, that's, that's quite normal for creative people. And in terms of influencing your creative work as well you might want to look at things like how does your music make people feel this is all in an ideal world ideally you as I mentioned before you want all your key players involved you want the whole band you want the management team you want some friends and family that support you want um perhaps some some fans who you've developed a relationship with who you may think that it's appropriate for them to be involved as well so you or producers that you work with you want people there again once you start to look this is this will again be in a format of a mind map or a brainstorm and depending on your preference again paper or digital or post-its or just loads of mess on a paper but either way you will definitely start to see some themes as well so the way to approach this if i wasn't entirely clear um, when looking at it in the first section is that you just go wild the first time you don't worry about structure then you have to take the second look at it and you have to pull out each point that you've raised and group them together with similar ideas or ideas that um, are interdependent so for example you might have have something under where you see yourself as writing the artist may see themselves writing for other musicians another point that you may look at may be that an artist sees themselves touring internationally so those two could be grouped together in, t uh, in terms of income streams from music, for example. Or you may want to see touring internationally and performing at the Grammys, for example. Um, I'm just trying to think, I don't know, all the MOBOs, if um, you're UK. So, and you may want to group those things under live performance 
So you will definitely start to see some similar themes and patterns and that this section of grouping them together will take a little bit of work and there's no right or wrong and it will be different depending on how you see things being related and interdependent and the more your team's involved in this, I think the better it will be, as I said. So the next step is making the goals smart and being smart too. Now you can't talk about goal setting really anywhere without talking about goals being smart. So smart is an anagram for these words, which I'm going to go into. Um, I was thinking I could say it all in one word. I was going to say smart is an anagram for smart, but no. So the S is specific. So making your ideals into goals means making them simple, sensible, and significant. Then there's M, which is for measurable, meaningful, um, motivating. A, achievable, agreed. So agreed by all those involved and definitely attainable. R is for relevant, so reasonable, realistic. And making it realistic means making it resourced and results-based and time-bound. So that really says it. So time-specific, timely, putting a deadline on it. So an example of turning a goal into a smart career again let's look at say uh, one of the ideals was to be touring internationally then you kind of work backwards okay so to tour internationally what might you need to do so you definitely need a profile that would and a fan base that would allow you to tour internationally you might think that you might want to get a booking agent and maybe before you tour on your own you might want to do some support but before you get to that stage, you might need to build your own, you might see it as necessary to start building your own fan base depending on where you are in your career. But let's assume you're at the beginning development stages, then you're going to want to look at building your own fan base. So making that goal smart now would be to build an engaged local fan base who will attend live shows so venues of at least 150 capacity can be filled and then you would set your deadline then you have to do what is realistic in terms of the time that you can commit to it so you could say by June 2018 which could be six months down the line or you could set a year down the line, or you may see it as more realistic for you for setting things two years down the line. I would say for the wider vision, so where you were brainstorming, that you want to be looking at a time span of where you see yourself in either in anywhere between a year to five years. And you then you want to break those down. So what are the milestones that you will have had to achieve to be en route to achieving those goals? within that time so you might want to look at a quarter of a year what will you be doing what would you be doing and where would you be at half the year where would you be at a year if your goals are longer than a year and that will see you turn your ideals into smart objectives but as you turn them into smart objectives it does a double thing in in making them feasible remember the r the relevant the reasonable realistic so then you're able to filter out the ones that are completely 
maybe out of kilter or not something that you're going to focus on for now for the ones that you could see as really uh, being worth it. So once you have made your ideals into SMART goals, this sheet then becomes sheet B. And I think you can see where we are going with this. So the next thing that I want to look at is definitely motivations. So it did. It is mentioned um, actually in making goals smart, but it's a step that's often overlooked in planning. And I feel like it has enough value to actually have its own, just its own little subject. So not a huge amount of detail, but definitely some just looking at it on its own, because no matter how good you make your smart goals. They're nothing really if you're not motivated enough to actually make them happen. Now, motivation to me is the difference between, and I'm not saying that you have to be like this every day, but just as a visual, it's the difference between jumping out of bed in the morning when your alarm goes off, or maybe even you jump out of bed before the alarm. So you're just up and ready to go. You're on it, you're focused, you're just up, ready to go. It's a difference between jumping out of bed and thinking, I'll just sleep for another couple of hours. And if you're on that, I'll just sleep for another couple of hours. Obviously, sometimes you're completely exhausted, but I'm just talking about on a normal basis. Then maybe you haven't made your goals big enough. Maybe your goals aren't motivating you enough and you need to revisit them and see about what really drives you. And may, ah, actually, perhaps there's a whole other... Um, episode here on finding out what really motivates you. So I'll see if I can tie that in somehow because I love all of that kind of stuff as well. And so it'd be really good to get someone else in perhaps and speak about that. But this is why it's important that you build a really clear and detailed picture of where you want your life to be. It's why it's good to spend some time uh, doing that's the step that we talk about before that we spoke about before, asking those questions like what your life looks like, who's in it, where do you live, all of that. And actually you can use visuals. I love using visuals. I use things like Pinterest. I pin photos on to my desk or phrases or places. I also do uh, the background on my laptop. So those kind of things that help you to keep going. One other really good exercise is to write down your ideal day. So your ideal working day and you can come back to that. There are some schools of thought that actually would say you come back to it every single day. And it doesn't actually take long if you want to try that, but it should be fun. It should be energizing. It should be inspiring. And as I said, if you're reading your ideal day and you don't feel energized, inspired and excited and ready to get on, go back, do some more work on it, dream a bit bigger, maybe refine exactly what makes you tick and definitely revisit the exercise, but do it now. So now we're on the bit which is actually creating your plan. And as I've said, I'm pretty sure you see where I'm going with this. The plan is about connecting sheet A and sheet B. So it's your artist development plan. It's actually breaking down how 
you will achieve these goals that you set, how you will make it to these mini milestones. So if you set goals that are a year long, um, uh, yeah, I think a really good thing to add here is when you're get doing actions, I like, I've, and I've only recently started doing this, but I like to work to a shorter timescale than a year. So I, so you have the year goals, the end of year goals, of course, but I also like to have a kind of 90 day working plan. So it's like a quarter. So it's not too far away, but close enough, some targets that are close enough to, to keep you motivated, to keep you going. And something that once you achieve it in the three months will really energize you to get on and do the next plans. So for the action plan, which is all the what, who, where, and when, the practicalities of it, you will need to do some research potentially, but, but some, you can start right away because even an action can be research this area. If you don't have the idea, if you don't know exactly what you're doing, you need to definitely get a team involved. And again, it can be digital or it can be on paper to start with. I actually, even though I'm very much a pen and paper girl, I definitely always start the rough planning on the pen and paper, but I really do like to move it to digital once I've put the plan together, because I also feel like a plan should be a working document. It's not something that's set in stone. It's something that changes as opportunities rise. Of course, your goals may stay the same or they may tweak a little bit, but the plan should definitely be as I've said, a working document, something that you can update really easily and add to really easily. Um, and when you're looking at actions, so let's go back to our goal. Let's let's stop, uh, you know, theorizing and try and make it practical. So let, uh, we were looking at the wider goal of touring internationally and then breaking that down into a milestone so the milestone was having a local following and then we set a goal that was about having this local following and made it smart and said about filling 150 venue um capacity with people who would buy tickets to your live show now let's look at that so in the plan you want to break down exactly all the tiny points about how exactly you are going to do that and one of the things you really want to remember is the 80 20 rule this big question is starting to look at what are some of the things you've done in the past that have given you the biggest results now there's a theory that the 80 20 rule states that 80% of your results come from just 20% of the work that you do. But it's the focused work and it's the work that really generates results. Now, if you don't take some time to review this, we carry on just doing everything and not realizing that actually most of the results are coming from this very specific set of things that we are doing. And actually, if you replicate this, then you'll get much bigger outputs. Or if you put a bit more focus into this, you'll get much bigger outputs. So when you look at these activities so for example let's go there yeah, let's start again stop theorizing go back to that goal of touring and that that example uh in terms of doing things that are really specific you may want to look at so it may be tour it may be playing live gigs 
locally could be an activity that you identify. But you may also identify being part of a showcase. So being part of an event that already has an established following and live footfall. So playing playing gigs locally, that could be very important part of the plan. It's not discrediting that but could take a lot of work in terms of identifying the venues, contacting the promoters, doing a self-promotion. And you may do this for, you may have to do this for several venues. The other alternative or other activity, it's not an alternative because you do it, you could do it as well. But the other activity you've identified is showcasing your live performance. Well, performing as, as part of a showcase. Let's say it's at a local festival. That one performance could end up giving you 80% of the following that you end up having at the end of the summer as opposed to all of those gigs that you played elsewhere because out of that showcase you also got some press you also got some uh, social media engagement from their following etc so that's just that's an example I'll definitely uh, work on some giving some more examples and case studies when I do the show notes as well to really expand on the points as well um So once you've got all your activities, you want to assign a deadline to each activity and you want to assign a lead. Now, your lead, who the lead is going to be, comes from within that team, as I was talking about, doing it with others. Um, So, of course, if you're in a band, then it will be that. If the musician's in a band, then it will be the band. If you... um, you're a team and it's management and the artist and of course that's the team but you might also want to think about external professional help that you might need design work even administrative support any of those things that you might need you can also engage professionals quite cheaply um, and competitively online at places for single individual projects at places like People Per Hour and Elancer. I've used People Per Hour and I've been really happy. I used them actually for some 30 plus to produce some of the 30 plus one resources and I was really happy with how that turned out. I've also had one that I engaged with some design work who didn't quite deliver on what I wanted to do but actually because of how the site works, uh, it, it all worked out fine. I didn't end up having to pay him for the final amount. And he was quite gracious in saying, yes, I realize I haven't delivered and refunded the amount. So I can definitely recommend at least trying some of those things if you identify that you need a bit more support in what you're doing. We actually have a tool an Excel sheet, which is perfect for this kind of planning, which is available on the 30plus1.co website. And it's the it's a project management tool. It's under the self-releasing resources because it's kind of templated that way. But actually, it's really easy to amend to just make it an artist development plan. And the, the real nice... Bit. I was going to say wow factor but actually it's in its 
beta stage. So, um, so yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, there's still some tweaks for it to work out, but it definitely does work. So do try it out. Let me know and give me your feedback. But you can, one of the real benefits of it is that you get to see once you've inputted all the tasks and you've put all the leads and you've put all the deadlines in and you've put the duration of the task that you actually get to see a Gantt chart visual of your project which matches up with where you are today so you can look at down at today for example and see all the things that according to your plan you said you should have been doing and it works to a year so so that would be good I think at the early stages of your career it is really important just another thing to note to be really creative I spoke to this I spoke about this at the beginning that because there are so many tools that allow people to to enter the music industry now and do it yourself that it's becoming increasingly harder to to stand out so the advantage that you have at the early stages or one of the one of the strengths you want to pay to is definitely around creativity. Perhaps you don't compete in the mainstream. Perhaps you compete in a niche first and build up your uh, following that way. Perhaps you don't look at chasing more fans, but you look at how you turn the ones you have into super super fans so moving them from people that just like a Facebook post to people who will buy a ticket to go and see you in Australia you know um, and those are extremes but you can this is how uh, you know engaged fan bases happen and you can move people along those spectrums if you identify an action that you have no research for or you have no you don't have the information yourself already within your team then you need to create an action which says research this so for example if you want to get a booking agent but you don't know how to get a booking agent or where to start then perhaps the action is to identify the people that you need to speak to or identify the resources that you need to consult in order to find that path so with that we've actually come to the end of this episode I hope you found it helpful and as I said before I'll definitely include examples of brainstorms and goals and smart goals etc in the show notes for this episode you go to the show notes for episode three which will be on the website 30plus1.co this has actually been one of my favorite episodes so far. I know it's just one out of three, but still, I actually love to talk about goals and visualizations and motivation. For me, um, as I said, it's really that difference between having a plan and actually just executing it really well and really quickly. So for the next set of episodes, because I've been speaking a lot I'm going to give it a rest and have some guests on and we'll hear things that will include speaking to an experience manager and looking at what they um, get up to during their day look at advice look at tips Um, we'll also be talking to rising stars artists on the rise going to that next stage in their career looking at their strategies and their development plans and how they build their networks and if they have a manager or if they don't 
so yeah that's all still to come so i'll end there and just say thank you again for listening and i look forward to seeing you next time bye thank you for listening to 30 plus one for music managers at 30 plus one dot co